it's the Bold Men's Podcast. Sitting around the table today, we've got Larry Heiler. Buenos dias. We've got Joe Graves. Hello, my friends. And it's me, John. Uh, we are picking up today in Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Uh, if you haven't read that, feel free to pause this recording, go read Philippians chapter 3, 1 through 11, and then come back and join us as we discuss all that Paul's working on here uh, in his letter to Philippians. And we're back. All right. You like that? Man, yeah, speed crazy. readers. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, I, read that fast. <laughs> I know. I wish I could, too. Uh, um, well, listen, we're in chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Um, and, uh, uh, Joe, you want to jump in? Do you want to tell us where we are? Sure. Last week, <clears throat> we talked a lot about Timothy and Epaphroditus, Big E, as we refer to him. Big E. Nobody can pronounce his name properly anymore. Uh, excuse me for butchering it. Yeah. No, that's it. That's okay. Epaphroditus, that's his yeah. name. Is that, yeah. Yes. Okay. Or Big E, yeah. Big E. Yeah. Either way, and uh, talking about his ministry and why he was sending uh, or wanted to send Timothy and, and why Epaphroditus was coming to uh, Philippi and what he hoped to accomplish. And so now he uh, switches gears just a little bit. He's going to talk about some things that he feels like are very important for living in Christ. And part of your walk and your journey uh, and some of the pitfalls you can run into. So he's going to talk about this, uh, verses 1 through 11 here, uh, about knowing Christ. And what are the implications for, mm-hmm. for your walk with Christ? Mm-hmm. What, what are some of the things that we need to watch out for? So here we go, yeah. uh, verse 1. He says, In addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me and is a safeguard for you. So right off the bat, he's, he's kind of framing this mm-hmm. as, I want to give you a safeguard. Yeah. Don't feel yeah. bad about this, yeah. that I'm having to write to you again. Because yeah. evidently this wasn't the, um, uh, the first time he had written a letter. We don't right. know what happened to Philippians, the first Philippian book. Right. Yeah. You know, but yeah. we have the second one. It's a reminder, and we all need reminders from time to time. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. And, uh, and so they were to, this was framed as... Uh, just a safeguard, mm-hmm. a, a, a gentle warning uh, mm-hmm. to heed his direction. And then it could be it could be said in that first verse, uh, you know, he reintroduces this theme that's throughout rejoicing the Lord. That's right. right? And, and so uh, if I were phrasing this out, I would say rejoicing the Lord it sets the theme really mm-hmm. for the next several verses, right? right? What does that mean? How does that so, play out? Exactly. So how is rejoicing in the Lord a safeguard? Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to be thinking about as we go through this. Yeah. What's it mean to rejoice in the Lord and all that? Yeah. 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 And what are the implications? Mm-hmm. How can that safeguard your heart? And and it becomes obvious as we go along. <clears throat> so in verse 2, he says, watch out for the dogs. Watch <laughs> out for evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. So here you go. He's talking about people we need to be watchful for. That want to come in, you know how a dog is. A dog doesn't care about anything but itself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It sees food on the ground, it's going to go for it. It's carnal. It's, it's a carnal very, animal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Good, Not good or bad, it's just there it is, it is. and yeah. it goes for it. Yeah. And so 
He calls these people dogs. Watch yeah. out for evil workers, people who are purposely looking for an end, yeah. an inroad to mess you up. So I don't know in your all's Bible, um, uh, you might have it, you might not, um, and the listener it might be in your Bible if you if you look at yours. Uh, there's a little cliff note there, and it, it links to several different passages where you know that that picture is used. You know, mm-hmm. and I like Isaiah fifty six ten. Uh, it says, uh, his watchmen are blind. They are all without knowledge. They are all silent dogs. And then it describes these silent dogs. They cannot bark. They're dreaming, lying down, loving to slumber. They're worthless, <laughs> you know. Um, and, and that's the type of person that he's describing here, the evildoer. Oh, I think that's yeah. neat. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's really cool. Um, so there, that's the picture we have in our mm-hmm. head. Uh, these dogs. Yeah. And then and then he says, look out for those who, who mutilate the flesh. Interesting. He brings it up because mm-hmm. it's been a reoccurring theme in his epistles, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, circumcision. Yeah. The, and why is the desire to go back to circumcision mm-hmm. so strong? Mm-hmm. We have to ask ourselves this question as, as we study some of these epistles. And what did we come up with in Galatians where this was such a large issue? Yeah. You know, and and the I think the overriding theme was that it's something you can do that yeah. you control. Yeah. You control that. That's something that can make you look more pious that and you know, it it is here's the situation I I think is that the reasons the the, the circumcision was so tough and so so much of a a pull back to that root was because it was something that I can do. That's right. That gives me confidence. That's you know right. what I mean? Salvation is no, you know, in that framework, salvation is not on Christ. It's on what I can do. I can meet, check, check, check. I can do all these right things and find now, and, and, satisfaction. And, and, you know, to, to step further with, with circumcision, that is a painful ordeal. Well, yeah, I, I would I mean, assume. Can you I imagine a as a grown yeah. man? Yeah. Uh, you know, having yeah. someone. Yeah. And back then, anesthesia was probably a little different than it is today. But look at this. Would it give you? Would it give you a feel like you've suffered? Yeah, maybe. Like you've done mm-hmm. something. Yeah. And that what the religion yeah. is all about. I mean, I mean think, man's stairway to God, not yeah. God to us, but us to Him. And and that's what sets Christ so apart yes. is because it's finished. It's 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 received by faith. Yeah, it's finished. Or yeah, you yeah. Don't, you know. So anyway, yeah. I mean. Uh, Obviously, there are two main influencers here, two main dangers we, we see, and one is bringing back circumcision, and the other one is losing true worship. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this idea here that that he says in verse 3, for we are the circumcision, uh, the ones who worship the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. So the danger here was, you know, to put your confidence in circumcision. And to lose that true worship. Or, I mean, you know, because that's not the issue today, but the issue today sure. is anything I can produce. Isn't right. God lucky to have me? That type of mentality. You know what I mean? Exactly. What do I bring to the right. table? What, yeah. what does Christ bring yeah. to me through through his uh, death, burial, and resurrection? Yes. So, so he says, uh, so, so we are the circumcision. We, are, right. we, we are, are the yeah. true people of God who worship the Spirit of God uh, and glory in Christ Jesus, and put no confidence in the flesh and what we do and what we, you know, it's been done, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Though I myself, in verse 4, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Isn't he boastful? <laughs> he says, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Now, I think that is such a fascinating self He Paul throws out his resume there. Yeah. And I think that's so fascinating how Paul sees himself. Sure, but don't you think he was maybe being a little bit, uh, high, a little bit of hyperbole here? To a degree, but I think, he, but from their point of view, from the, from sure. the fleshy point of view, he's right on. Right, and and more importantly, I think the point he's trying to make is you can't touch this. To put it in MC Hammer's, yeah, yeah, as a great prophet, MC Hammer said, <laughs> "That's right. Yeah. You can't touch this, guys. Right? He he he's was, got a pedigree. He, he's got a he pedigree is, they could never achieve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, I probably get copyright infringement on iTunes yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're worried about us. <laughs> probably not. Um, but he, what this is, this is a, a resume saying, "Hey, right. look, if any of these people who are trying to pull you back into Judaism, are you know, listen, here's who I am." My resume is better than theirs. Yep. All right, they, you should yeah. listen to me. My resume is better than theirs, uh, and he and he walks through. But I, I think some of these are so interesting. But look at verse seven, guys. I mean, this is this is his point yep. of verses five and six. Yep. I I yep. love what he says here. But all. everything that was gained to me, I consider it to be a loss because of Christ. There, he completely he builds himself up, but he says, rubbish. Yeah. It's just a bunch of junk. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to touch it. He said, you can't. And you don't want to because you got something better sitting right there. He says, you know, up there in that in verse uh, uh, 3, I think it is, we are the circumcision, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. You don't need all of that anymore. Absolutely fascinating. Um, I'm looking up here because I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. Um, because of the okay, no, uh, I, these things I've considered myself a great loss. I'm pretty sure is this where he uses the words kulon? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I don't. Uh, I didn't look that one up, John. To be honest with you, I, I'm almost positive that is it's rubbish in some translations. Yeah, right. It's, it's poop. That word "loss" right there may be the the word there is skubalon, which is a Greek word for, that's for poop. Yeah, it is, poop. but it's more than just poop. It's a profane word. Yeah, you wouldn't use this in in any in, in uh, uh, any type of polite setting. This is uh, this is pool room talk. All right, right. So, so that's a neat contrast coming out of this impressive resume into. This, but it's all poop yep. compared to to, what, to, to Christ. To, to Christ. Yep. I think that's interesting to see. Yep. Um, well, we know Paul was no stranger to talking coarse. Yeah, you know, to a coarse yeah audience. Yeah, yeah, it would make an impact. Or yep. to, or to a or to a self righteous audience. Sure, it makes think it. About that. You all remember back yep. in uh, was yep. it the early nineties? Maybe. Uh, I, of course, I I mean I was around, but I. I I've heard of it 
since. Uh, Tony Campolo. You're familiar with Tony, <laughs> right? Do you remember his famous thing? Oh, my gosh. That guy. There's no telling what he was well, going to say. Well, his, his big deal was he, he's preaching. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Promise Keepers, I think, is what it was. And he's talking about evangelism or something. And, and uh, uh, he said something like, um, he, he said the SHIT word, you know, and uh, everybody, went, <gasps> you, you know, apparently you could feel the room, the, the air leave air, the room. Yes. He said, here's the problem. More of you are upset because I said shit than uh, you are upset that your neighbor's going to hell. Yeah. That's good stuff. Boom. Dropped yeah. the mic and, yeah. and walked away. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm not saying use profanity. I'm just saying, I mean, that's kind of the, the vein that, that Paul uses here. And Tony followed that and it's been used elsewhere before. Um, uh, he says, whatever I had to gain, I counted a loss for the sake of Christ. It is not schoolon or whatever. It's, it's a different word that means loss or damage. Okay. Okay. So where's the, where, where is that in? We're talking I, about rubbish. Where is that? That's, he, uh, it actually uses the word rubbish, I think, in uh, King Chapter James. 4? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I think it's in we'll, 4. We'll run it, over might, it might be. We'll, we'll, yeah. When we hit anyway. it, we'll point it out again. Yeah. All right, so. so yeah, so very much so, he's he's saying that he it's it's nothing to me now. He says more in verse 8, more than that, I also consider everything to be loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ, my Lord, Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things. This, there it is. And consider them as dung. There, oh, there, there it is. is. There's your yeah. word you're looking yeah. for. Yeah. So that I may gain Christ. Yeah. There you go. Everything has become, yeah. Wasteful. It's, it's yeah. nothing. It's, it's trash. Throw it away. Yep. So good. So good. Uh, oh, my. So the question some people may ask, though, because Paul did have such a high pedigree. He was a Roman citizen. He was a, a, a Pharisee of Pharisees under the tutelage of Gamaliel. Absolutely, one of the look to up and coming rising stars in the, in the Jewish faith, and all this stuff has become lost. and And what happened to Paul to cause that? And that's that's what he's trying to point out to these people. Like, how did this become rubbish? Yeah. How did it become dumb? Yeah. And well, he answers the question quite succinctly here mm-hmm. that it's through Christ. Mm-hmm. So you may be looking at your own life and think, man, I've, you know, I don't measure up. I don't feel worthy. I don't, you know, how could I ever come to Christ? I don't, I've done nothing to deserve that. Yeah. But it's even more than that. It's, it's a conversation of, of where are my priorities? You know, at the end of the day, yes. I, I, I mean, certainly the priorities, uh, of Paul prior to his Damascus Road was a, a Pharisee. Uh, and, and when we say Pharisee, like we often think negative, but at that point it was a positive thing. It's a teacher of law. It's like a PhD mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you, you go through all that. But a, a good, more modern parallel would be, Larry, who is the guy? Thomas Hudson? Is that right? The missionary who came Hudson from? Taylor. Hudson Taylor. That's what it was. Hudson Taylor. Came from a wealthy family, yep. and his graduation, his, his he he kind of wrote it all off and went and yep. became a missionary. Why? Yep. Why yep. would you give away all yep. this riches, all the, the wealth? His all, family was yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, and that's what Paul experiences here. Yep. You know, it's the same we see in yep. guys like Hudson Taylor. And yep. we, and Is that the it. No Regrets guy? No Regrets, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no Regrets, right? No Regrets, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> no Turning Back. No Turning Back, yeah. yeah. Listen, I, Christ is more important than all this other stuff. So the question we as men have to ask ourselves is, well, what's important to me? I, I mean, how many men uh, sacrifice their families for a paycheck? You know what I mean? Uh, how many men sacrifice time with their families to go hunting or fishing or golfing or whatever? And and that is, you know what I mean? Like that, that's the priority in so many homes. Or how many how many men sacrifice, uh, you know, the the connection and the love with their wife for a cheap thrill like pornography or something else? I mean, what is your priority? And how often are we handing over our priorities for dung? Instead of what really brings all surpassing joy, yeah, that, that's it's what we've got to, to wrestle with. It's hard to see when you're in the middle of the fray, when you're when you're in the middle of the trial and the storm, and you're experiencing it, and it, it's really difficult to see past that. Yeah, like I get it, guys. I I really do. When you're in the middle of all that, it feels like there's no hope, but there is hope. Yeah, there's always hope to turn and to regain your footing with Christ. Yeah. Get back to where you yeah. were. Jesus is waiting on you to turn around and to regain those things that really matter in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, the beauty of that is every breath we take, the possibility lies there. Yeah. Every breath. Every we breath. Take. Yeah. Every heartbeat is given so yeah. that you can turn back to yeah. Christ. What's That's Peter, why it doesn't what's stop. Peter saying? Peter says God's not uh, delaying, as some have accused him of, but instead he wants to be yes. uh, patient, patient in order for repentance to take yes. part. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that grace? Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I mean, think even from the beginning in Genesis three, when when the fall happens, God he, in all His right could have just killed yeah. them immediately. He could have sacrificed the fact, them for their sin, absolutely. But and started over. That's right. Yeah. But did the fact that they breathed another breath? is a work of God's grace. God's yeah. grace. And shows that he had a better plan mm-hmm. than death. Yeah. The better plan was sacrificed by Christ. I love this in verse uh, uh, 10. Is that where we are? Nine. Uh, nine. Yeah, nine. We finish up the statement there. Uh, and be found in him, verse 9. Who is Christ? And, and, and he said, so that I might gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own mm. from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. Yeah. It's Getting not what back I do. to the Abraham thing, right? Yeah. 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 It wasn't through yeah. Abraham's flesh that he was righteous. It was counted to him righteousness through his faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what he's pointing back to here, that you have to get back to your faith. Yeah, yeah. The same thing we've been hammering on this whole podcast. And that faith is not just a mental affirmation, but it's practical. It is it, lived it out. Is, it changes the way one lives. And, it, it, you know, this is the true circumcision, that we're worshiping God as spirit. We worship in spirit. We don't worship by keeping the law, keeping dietary laws. Yeah. Uh, and that's the difference between... I can't earn salvation, right. neither can that's you. Right. That's, that's the right. beauty of the grace of Jesus. Yep. Salvation has been given. It's just for us to receive why, why, why is or that, how on faith. Why is that so hard to grasp hold of? Well, it's like this. Uh, here's a perfect analogy, I think. Um, 
my father-in-law has a Tesla, all right? Super fast uh, electric car. Uh, I had the I had to go with him from his house to Menards in Louisville the other day. All right, and he's driving that thing. And of course, at one point, it's autopilot and it's driving itself. And I just I'm getting nauseous. It makes me sick. I'm beads of sweat piling up on my head. You know, I'm holding onto the door, and every now and then he says, "Okay, hold on," and he oh he hits the gas, and I. You, know, you mean he hits the pedal? The pedal, yeah, not the gas. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, hits the battery. Yeah, he hits the battery and it goes. And boy, that car is fast. And he says, "I, I figured a young man like you, you would love this car uh, to take a ride in this car." And I said, "Yeah, Clay, I, I really don't." And he looked at me like I had two heads. And I said, "It's not really that fun to ride in, but it'd be a lot of fun to drive." <laughs> Here's the point. <laughs> So right, pull over. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Riding in that car, I've got to I've got to trust in him. I've got to trust that he's making the turns right and the computer's working right. And I really have no control. That's right. If he were to pass out while he's driving, I couldn't stop it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got to trust that he is capable of driving that thing. He's got not gonna wrap us around 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 a tree. It would be much more fun and comfortable for me to be able to drive. Now, with me driving, it's going to require more effort on my hand. Uh, on my hand. I'm going to have to pay more attention to things around me uh, as opposed to being a passenger. Like, I've got to be attentive. I've got to, uh, you know, my, my brain's got to work with my body, coordination for driving. There's, it requires more of me to drive, uh, but I can be in control. Same thing with our faith. To be a passive reciprocant of, of salvation through Christ, I've got to trust and say, okay, Jesus, I trust that what you accomplished on the cross is enough and covers me. So I can't saying, add to it. I can't. You, you, does that make sense? Yeah. Are, are, are you saying, Jesus, take the wheel? <laughs> sorry, sorry, no, Joe. Joe. Oh, man. Does, <laughs> does that make sense? Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, it makes yeah. total sense. I, I'm, That's a I very mean, good analogy right there. I, I, You've got to trust, and trust is hard. Trust is hard. Yeah, trust because you get up one morning and you go, "Man, I got to go." Do you really got to go? And 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 you don't you don't see or hear that heavenly response, and you're like, "Yeah, you want to be in control." Yeah. You know, makes, I, I was I was just kind of tongue in cheek there with Jesus take the wheel, but that song <laughs> no, that is that song is actually part of the problem we run into. We're trying to drive the car. Until we get yeah. into a point where we can't handle it anymore, and then yeah. we say, "Okay, Jesus, now you take the wheel." Yeah, after I've done, <laughs> yeah. running I've messed off this the cliff, up really bad. We're going over the cliff. Here, yeah. take, yeah. Yeah. take yeah. the wheel now. <laughs> and then, Jesus, why didn't you stop me from going over the cliff? <laughs> right, this is part of the problem. We don't, yeah. that the we don't yeah. trust Him to drive the car, so we drive it ourselves. Yeah. and, and uh, that's we a good end up, analogy, though, John. Really, you yeah. can use it if you want. Yeah, that's a teaching point, right? That's one <laughs> but, but power teaching. Let you drive the car. No. Are you kidding me? He's not going to let me drive a car. No. No. Goodness it's much gracious. Too carnal, right? Yeah. Well, he's not, he's not going to let me drive his car. <laughs> but you know what? I'd rather drive your truck anyway, Larry. Would you? I'll yeah. let you drive my <laughs> My man. <laughs> Alone? <All right>. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I where are we? Verse 10. <laughs> now we're to your power, your, your power verse you want to yeah, read. Yeah. So, verse 10. So verse 10 that I might know him Mm. and the power of his resurrection. 
I love that. I mean, that's awesome, right? Yes. Yeah, I want to know the power of his resurrection. He was dead for three days and came out victorious. Yep. New body restored uh, in glory, right? Uh, but without missing a beat, watch this. So he's listing his goals here. Yeah. He's saying, this is my goal. This is I want to know striving. him more. It's he's not saying, about what I do in my pedigree. It's I want to know him more. The and I love the power of his resurrection. Yes. Yeah, come on. And, and I can picture, like, sitting on the edge of your seat as you're reading this. Okay, yeah, I want to know yep. the power of his resurrection. Come on. And then he says, and, and may I share in his sufferings. Sharing in some suffering. Whoa. Ho- hold on. Come on. And he keeps going, becoming like him in his death. Okay. What? what? That by any it's means possible. I, I was with you till the right. point three or like, four. We all want the resurrection, the resurrection glory, and to share power, in the resurrection and, and the, the power. power. Yeah, absolutely. you can't share in the resurrection until there's a death. Well, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. why he says so I've got you have to, to share sh- in the sufferings and the death that I may, that by death. any means possible, I may attain the resurrection of the dead. Wow. We want all the all the all the good that comes from Christianity, but we want to push away the hard stuff, the oh, sufferings oh, yeah. and the death, and putting putting oneself aside for the sake of another. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing the gospel when it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Going places that you don't. Well, really, I mean, people say, "Well, I tried that church thing, that Christian thing, and, and it was good for a while, but you know, th- then God wasn't there for me in this or that or whatever." I'm like, "Listen, you can't. You know, it's I, not pick and choose. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. The whole package comes, and the whole package is worth. Yeah. That's why he's able to start this chapter off with saying, "Rejoice in the Lord." There's joy that's found in the Lord, but that joy also comes through suffering, yeah. through death, through pain, yes. through hurt, through loss. And the joy that we can have is knowing that the Christ who rose from the grave is there with us. And in Jesus' words, it's better, uh, not that he's with us, but living within us through the great comforter. Yeah, It's better for us than him being here physically with yeah. us. And so we want to push off the bad and just keep the good. And, and Paul says, David no, my friend. In Psalms, he says the joy comes in the morning. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. So the well, night you, is dark and it's yeah. it's bad well, and and it's it's but you can't have the joy unless you go through some of the mm-hmm. pain as well. Yeah. I, it's just have you ever noticed, John, that sometimes in your Christian walk you're you're just not growing and not growing, and then a lot of trouble comes, and then all of a sudden you start drawing close to the Lord because of that trouble. Yeah, and then all this gro- tremendous amount of growth comes. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. Sometimes we jump off too quickly because we feel the pressure of bad, whatever that darkness right. is or whatever, and we say, God, where are you? God, where are you? Why? And then we stop there and we say, okay, God left me, so I'm leaving God. But if we look throughout Scripture, we see there's a purpose for that wanting, yes. for that felt absence to pull us in, to it's, pull us in. Listen, underneath the wing of the shepherd— there are times where I might not see his governance and his care, but that's why we fall into it, and that's where we find that hope, that peace, that Psalm security. Psalm ninety-one, comes. yeah, is that Psalm absolutely. Ninety-one, yeah, yeah, the shadow of his wings. Yeah, yeah that's a dark place. Yeah, yeah. it's not always dark sun. place. Yeah. You yeah. don't always see the sun. That's right. But it's because you're under the shadow of his wings. You know, I, I was going to finish with this. My just my comments that I know you guys have read the Fox's Book of Martyrs. I have not. You have not read that? No, sir. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. And, okay, I, and, and did my, you see the disappointment in there? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, my the friend. First books you ever read? My in goodness, Christian listen. Life. I know you've had to have read. No. It. Oh wow. I've heard of it. You want to? You want to get Fox's Book of, of Martyrs. Martyrs? Yes. It's a it's a whole 
grocery list of folks that went to their deaths. Now, I've read a book called Jesus Freak. That is part of it by the three DC Talk. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Part of it. But anyway, like Dietrich Bonhoeffer, you know, the last six weeks of his life, nobody knows what because they just yeah. shut him out. But some of his cellmates wrote his last six weeks. And, you know, the, the when he walked up the steps to be hung, the, he was singing till Christ returns. Mm. And he wasn't being boisterous, but the guy, two people behind him could hear him mm. till Christ returns as he's going to a – to be hung by a piece of piano wire. Yeah. I mean, he's 39 wow. years old. Yeah. He comes from one of the – his brother worked on the atom bomb with uh, Albert – with uh, what's his name? His dad was one of the most profound, renamed doctors in Germany. Mm-hmm. I mean, his family could have had anything. He yeah. chose Christ. Yeah. They and tried I mean, to get him to leave, right? Oh, yeah. They tried. Yeah. They begged. He went to the States and he went back. He said, I yeah. can't. I can't. I got to go back. I mean – Hudson Taylor, oh my yeah. gosh, guys like that. Those guys have actually, they embraced the suffering mm-hmm. because in the middle of the suffering is where Christ resides yeah. in a Christian's life, like you said. He resides right there. Yeah. So, that's good. You know, we shouldn't run from it. No. Embrace it. Embrace it. Yep. So, embrace well, you it. You may as well embrace it because it's going to happen anyway. That's right. <laughs> yeah. With so it's yeah, coming. That's that's right, with or without Joe. you, yeah. you're going to go through it. Yeah. And, and it's know, best to go through it with him by your side. I would rather have Christ beside me while yeah. I go through those struggles. Yeah, so. You know, I, uh, Tom Lawson was a professor at Kentucky Christian College, or university now, and uh, I remember when, when, when I was a young uh, high schooler, I remember him preaching a sermon, and he said something to the extent of the safest, the most dangerous place you will ever be in your life is in the center of God's plan yeah. and his will. That's right. The, the most dangerous place you'll ever be is in the center of God's will. The most, the safest place you'll ever be is in the middle of God's will. It's a paradox whether yeah. we stay. But it's the fact. Yeah. But it's the fact. Yeah. It's a fact, Jack. Yeah. Good words, right. gentlemen. Good, Good words. Because, hey, join us any Monday night from at 6 o'clock at the Hub for Bold. Uh, and then, you, of course, you can always listen to this podcast as it goes up. God bless. Be bold. Be bold, friends. Be bold, friends.